Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. No, let's not do that. Let's not do that. So we are starting this new series called I Heart, and we're going to spend the next four weeks looking at uh, what it means to love as a Christian, what it means as a follower of Christ to love. And today, we're going to start with I Heart Jesus, which I think is really important. If you're a follower of Christ, if you're following after somebody, it'd be good to know who you're following, right? It'd be great if you're saying, I'm following Jesus to actually love Jesus, because why would you follow someone you don't? you don't love? Why would you follow someone that you, that you are only, you know, kind of, kind of connected to maybe a little bit? So we're going to talk about it today. Next week, it really worked out well because for those of you that followed all the way through the relationship goals series, we didn't get to meet together on the Sunday we were going to talk about uh, our relationships with our significant other. And so next Sunday, we're going to talk about I heart my sweetheart. So we'll be talking about that next week. And even if you don't have one, it's okay. You'll come and hear something good for when you do get the sweetheart, you'll know what to do. So that, that'll be good. Uh, week three, we're going to talk about I heart the church, which is really important because, see, Jesus gave the church to be a representative of Christ in the world. He, he set the church up to, to live out his mission. And so we need to be people for Christ followers who love the church so we can represent well. And then the fourth week, we're going to talk about, and this, it really couldn't be more timely, than for us to talk about what it means to love others, what it means to love others in the world. Um, not love the world like scripture says, but to love others in the world. We're going to talk about that. But today, we're talking about I heart Jesus, which actually sounds really good, right? Doesn't it sound good? Like, just quick show of hands. If you love Jesus today, would you raise your hand? It's not a trick question. I'm not going to call your name. A lot of hands are up. Okay, that's great because we, you know, we want to love Jesus. Um, we want to affirm that. We want to say, yeah, I love Jesus. But I have to make a confession to you this morning. Um, this is what I've been struggling about in preparing this message. This is what keeps coming. As I was working on this message, this thought kept coming up in my mind. And um, it's, it's really a big confession I'm about to make. And it is this. I love Coke Zero more than Jesus. It's really humiliating to name that. Uh, But five weeks into not having any of this, I'm finding out that there's a lot of things that I love more than Jesus. Not just Coke Zero. Sugar, anybody? Anyone ever done a sugar detox before? Woo-wee, sugar. I mention this like every other message, Netflix. Takes a lot of time, a lot of focus. Freak out when the internet's not working. Control. Control. Um, Self-comfort. Self-comfort. What you think about me. These are just a few things that have been rising up in my mind, bubbling up as I've been thinking about, oh, I love, but I love Jesus. 
And what I've realized is, is there's some things that I love more than Jesus. Now, I know it might seem kind of silly for me to show this Coke Zero can and say that, but I, I have this visual here for a reason. What is it, what's yours? What would you put on this stool? What do you love more than Jesus? What is it that you put above him? What is it that you put before him? What is it that if you didn't have it, it would completely wreck your life or make your day kind of bad? What is it? What could you put on this stool? See, I just put the one thing that'll fit on the stool. I named some other stuff that can't even fit on here. But what is it that you love more than Jesus? Because, see, I think we need to, before we can start going around and be like, hey, I love Jesus, which I'm not picking on any of you because I, I say it too, we need to be able to name what it is that we love above him and deal with that before we can truly be a representative of him in the world, before we can truly love him. Because what if I said, oh, Drew, I love you, but I also love um, Bill and Bob and Jim, and, and I'm naming my uncle's names. That's weird. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> um, but how, how special would Drew feel if I told him I loved him, but then I named like a whole bunch of other people that I loved ahead of him? What if I said, Drew, I love you, but then I, I kind of just put him on the side and said, but I'm going to go hang out with Carl. Coral. That was my. Um, I'm going to go and hang out with Fred. See, does that, does that make sense? So we say we love Jesus, but, but what do we love above him? What do we love ahead of him? Because we need, to, we need to face the reality, folks. Listen, we need to face the reality of how prone we are to attach ourselves to things, to stuff, to people above Jesus. We need to recognize that. We need to be able to, to say that. Because here's what we do. We attach ourselves. We, we nail ourselves to, to things for, for desires for stuff like Coke Zero. But love, you know, comfort, validation, you know, uh, creativity, power, for satisfaction. We, we nail our, our desires to, to greatness, to intimacy, to so many things from our careers to our kids to our bank accounts to Starbucks drive through to our football teams. We, we attach our desire. But here's the good news, and hopefully you came to church for good news today and not just to be like, oh, dang, I love stuff more than Jesus. Oh, Here's the good news. In naming the things that we love more than Jesus, and by the way, you're not going to surprise Jesus by the stuff you say out loud. Okay, He's not going to be like, you what? Like he knows, Jesus already knows what you love more than him. He is already fully aware of what you have placed above him. He is fully aware of what you're addicted to and what you can't do without. He is fully aware of what you put ahead of him. So you're not going to surprise him. But in our choosing to identify and name the stuff we love more than Jesus, here's the good news. Jesus meets us in that place and loves us there. And that doesn't mean you can just hurry up and go run out and, and start loving a bunch of stuff more than Jesus. Oh, he's going to meet me there and love me anyway. No, it's about you being able to identify and name it because it's in that process we're going to fully grasp what it means to love Jesus and we're going to fully grasp what it means for him to love us. 
In John chapter 21, we see this play out. We see this realizing that we loved something more than him and then him meeting us in that place and loving us anyway. In John chapter 21, well, prior to John 21, it's, it's after Jesus's, um, his human ministry, like he showed up, flesh and blood, he was here, he had a ministry, and he had been arrested, and he had been crucified, and he died, and then he rose again. And so now we find in, in the 21st chapter of John that Jesus is reappearing. He's showing up in his resurrected self to the disciples and to other followers. And he's saying a few words to them and he's encouraging them and he's preparing them to receive the Holy Spirit. And in John 21, so it's the risen Jesus and they just finished this like amazing fish fry breakfast that Jesus, I don't know about the frying part, but I threw that in because we're in the South. But they just like, he just brought on this whole bunch of fish and they had this huge fish breakfast right there on, on, on the, you know, the lake shore there. And then Jesus has a conversation with Peter. Peter is the one that has actually, his, his name was Simon, but Jesus came on and, and changed his name and said, on you, I'm going to, you're going to be a leader in the church. I'm about to leave. I'm going to be gone. I'm going to where the Father is. And, and the Holy Spirit's coming, but you are going to be one of my people that starts the church, that sets it in motion, that is key in getting the gospel, the, this message out about who I am. And this is what Jesus says to Peter in John 21, um, Beginning in verse 15. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he was talking about the other people there. Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him, which is important. I'll tell you that in a minute. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Three times, Jesus asked Peter whether he loved him or not. And the significance in this, of course, is that Peter, prior to Jesus being crucified and, and dying and, and coming back to life, prior to that, Peter had denied that he even knew Jesus. And prior to that, he said, oh, Jesus, I'll never betray you. I'll never say I don't know you. I will, I'm your number one guy, Jesus. And then he denied knowing him three times. So here's Jesus coming along and saying, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And you know what I love about that? Is that Jesus gave Peter the opportunity to kind of erase those denials. To erase those opportunities when he said, no, I don't, I don't know Jesus, never heard of him. It's like the one time he said, oh, I don't know him, do you love me? Yes. Oh, I never heard of that guy, do you love me? Yes. Jesus gave Peter, and listen, this is the good news. I want you to hear this today. You, you need to hear this. I need to hear this for whatever we could put up here on this stool and whatever doesn't fit on the stool that we love more than him. Hear this. Jesus gave Peter an opportunity to reclaim his love for him. And I want you to hear that today because you need to know this. You have an opportunity to reclaim your love for Christ if there are things that you know you've put ahead of him and above him, I want you to hear this today. You can reclaim that love. 
Or you might be claiming it for the first time. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And notice that Jesus followed it up with, well, then take care of my sheep, feed my lambs. He was saying, not only, hey, hey, Peter, I know you messed it up, and, and I'm going I'm to meet you right where you are. I'm going to be right your, I mean, you know Peter felt guilty. When Jesus showed back up, don't you know that the first thing Peter thought was, wow, oh, dang. Because he had denied knowing him. So don't you know when, Peter, when, when Jesus showed up with him that, that, that he felt shame? That he felt guilty? So Jesus meets him in that and gives him an opportunity to reclaim his love for Christ. And then he says, and you're still going to be responsible. You still have a purpose. You still have a role to play in this church. You're not, you're not cast out. You're not, you're, no, you have a purpose. I want to use you, Peter. See, hear that today. For whatever you've put before Jesus, you can reclaim your love for him and he can still use you. And that's really, really good news. You have that opportunity to reclaim that love. You know, Peter in his denial, we read that and we're like, man, how could he have done that? I mean, it's Jesus. But we do it too. I mean, we do it too. We, we do the modern day version of, of Peter denying Jesus. We do it. We, we do things like, you know, I, oh, Jesus, I love you more than any. Thing else, this body, oh, this body is a temple of the Holy Spirit of God, and I will only glorify you in, ooh, pizza. Ooh, a whole pizza. <laughs> Extra cheese, meat lovers, let's go. Oh, but this, this body's a temple. We do this. We, Jesus, I love you the most. Ooh, coffee, I smell coffee. And when it comes down to it, like on some mornings, you're running behind, and if you've got to choose between spending time reading Scripture or your cup of coffee, if you had to choose one, Jesus, I really need my caffeine. I mean, you don't, you, you don't know. Jesus knows. I put caffeine up on this stool this morning. Ouch. Jesus, you're my number one. There is nobody above you. I will worship you. I will praise you. No one else gets, gets the kind of praise that I, that I want to yell out and scream out and jump up and down for. Go dogs. Or rise up. Or tomahawk chop. Or for my, my Oklahoma friends watching on Facebook Live, Boomer Sooner, or go pokes. We do this. We put things above Jesus. We say, you're my number one. But then, oh, there's, but it ends up really when you start to think about it, he's like number what, 17, 18, I mean 20, 200 and something. We put things above Jesus. So here's, here's when I, when I can honestly pray something like Jesus, there are places in my heart that much prefer the immediate delight of Coke Zero over you. When I can pray that, when I can pray that, when I can name that, when I can identify that and say it out loud, Jesus meets me in that and goes, okay, Shannon, so now what? I love you. I'm here with you, so now what? See, this is the promise that he comes alongside of us. I had a dream on Friday night. 
Okay, I'm, so I'm five weeks no Coke Zero, right? I have a dream Friday night that I'm just walking around and I've got a half-consumed can of Coke Zero. And I was like, what? How did this get in my hand? How did I drink? When did I, I don't even remember going to the refrigerator. I was like, in my mind, see, my mind was going, no, see, you don't have to, this doesn't have to be the best, this doesn't have to be first. I'm just talking about Coke Zero. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff. I know that you've got stuff. See, we we put this above Jesus and and we've got to start to admit and be able to pray prayers like like mine about Coke Zero. God, there are times when I prefer fill in your blank over you, Jesus, the Savior, the Redeemer, the one who came to to give life, to to, to take away my sin. There are things that I prefer over you. We've got to do that. You know, facing, facing our love for other things is just a massive step forward in, in claiming or, or reclaiming our sincere desire for God. So here's the deal. You know, our, our very tendency towards love and other things, it, here's what it does. I think, I think this is so true, that it reveals our desire for other stuff above Jesus. And I'm hoping that you've already kind of recalled a couple of things in your mind. I hope you're not just sitting back there, you know, sitting out there judging me and going, she needs help. Um, I mean, I do, but that's for another time. But in us being able to name what we've put ahead of Jesus, no, excuse me, when, when we desire other things that we put ahead of Jesus, what it's doing is oh, we're feeding a, a, a hunger inside of us. The stuff that we have said, wow, it's so important to me that I can't do without it. It's, it's taking the place. It's trying to fulfill you. You're trying to seek joy. You're trying to seek comfort. You're trying to receive peace. You're trying to receive something. You're trying to do something that will release those dopamines in your brain to make you feel good, even if it's just for a little while. And I'm telling you, that hunger, that desire is God-given, And so it's not like we've got to find this other stuff because God can't do it. No, we've just looked at the other stuff and put it ahead of him. We've made it bigger than him. We've got to be able to name that stuff. We've got to be able to identify that. I have attached my heart to so many things other than God for my source of fulfillment. So what do you love more than Jesus? What, what would be sitting here on this stool if you were up on the stage right now? What do you love more than Jesus? What is it? Where have you taken your desires for God, those God-given things, that, and attached them to people or places or things? See, I, I'm glad I can say this. I loved, past tense, Coke Zero more than Jesus. but I love it a little bit less than I did five weeks ago. And I do love Jesus a little bit more because I've learned something in this process of what I really need, what's really important. See, taken out of context, if I, if I were to say, so you, don't quote me on this later if you just do this one sentence because it'll sound crazy to whoever sees it. Jesus, you're my Coke Zero. Jesus, you're my, there are things that you have either put above him or you've put him on the same level and given it authority and given it just like 
preeminence in your life. We need to be able to say that, 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 name that, identify that. What is it that you love more than Jesus? You know, the, the song the, the song said, I told Justin this earlier in our first service, is the, the songs were just so right on. And of course, I knew what I was talking about today. I've been walking through this process, and I was back there going, yes, this song is perfect, it's great. I mean, we are just declaring who Jesus is and how much we need him, and he is our Savior. And I thought, oh, if... If we really meant it, I mean, if we really loved him more than, than anything else, like we would have like a 10-hour worship service. We wouldn't be able to stop. We would all leave here. Our voices would be shot. We would, what is it that you would put on the stool that you love more than Jesus? Because folks, if you can name it today, if you can identify it, and if you can tell him about it, he's going to meet you there just like he did with Peter. He's going to meet you there and say, okay, let's, let's go. I still got purpose for you. We need to be able to name it. I'm going to ask you to pray with me, and, and, and I'm going to be saying me and my in the prayer, but I would le- I'd just like for you to pray this prayer as if it were your own, okay? So let's pray together. Father, I want to want you more. More than anything I could put on the stool. More than anything that I'm even afraid to, to uh, recall in my own mind because it's, it, because it's that become that important, that, that integral to my life that I, I don't even want to think about it because then I have to deal with it. Lord, would you... Lord, we need your compassion right now, the same compassion that you showed to Peter who have betrayed you. Father, I confess that I've betrayed you. I've said I loved you, and then I've denied you. I've said I've loved you more than any other, and then I've put people above you. Father, I want to reclaim my love for you today. Holy Spirit, would you come and shine your light here right now? Would you reveal to me those, the particular things that I have attached myself to that you would like me to face in this moment? Would you expose, Lord, the people, the places, the things that I have given my heart over to in a desperate reaching for life? And that life comes from you. Jesus, through your life, I am asking that you would detach my heart from all those things, that you would attach it more deeply than ever before to you. I am reclaiming my love for Jesus. And now for those who have never claimed that love for the first time, If you're ready, if you've never taken that step across that line before to give yourself to Christ, I want you to pray this with me as well. You don't have to have it all figured out, but you know you're ready to start that journey. Lord, I heard you today. I believe in your son Jesus. I believe in the redemptive life that he brings. I believe I don't have to live in my past, in my sin anymore. I believe that you forgive it. And I want to claim my love for you today in the name of of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen.
Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldasa.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends. Thank you.